I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, everybody? It's Chops. Adam's with me. Load Management Podcast, Episode 10. We have Christian Yelich on this week. This is the intro to the intro because, unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties where my side wasn't picking up with their side. You know, no one wants to get into it. But so you will hear me randomly kind of pop into the interview. Adam did a fucking great job holding it down. Yelich did an amazing job. We really appreciate him coming through. You know, hate for this to happen, but, you know, he's a fucking trooper, one of our favorite guests so far. So here we go. Uh, Christian Yelich episode of Load Management. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? It's episode 10 of the Load Management Podcast. My name is Chops. I'm here in New York. Uh, Adam Caparell out in LA. Adam, we have a special guest with us today. Who do we have? We have the 2018 NL MVP. And for my money, it should have been the 2019 MVP. We can have that discussion. But we have Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers in the house. Christian, thank you for rolling through. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming through. You're the second MVP we've had on the show, Allen Iverson being the first. So He's, he's a pretty good one. That's a good company, right? Yeah. The answer. That's, yeah, really good company. So, yeah, thank you for uh, pulling up. Uh, especially thank you for pulling up because you're coming right off your celebrity softball game yesterday, right? Yeah, it was an awesome day. It was, uh, we were just talking about it earlier, a little bit of a chaotic day. But, uh, you know, once you get everybody organized, get the thing rolling, the game actually starts and you get to see the turnout and um, everybody coming together for a great cause. It's, it's a great event and uh, glad we were able to do it again for the second year. So the California Strong softball charity game, basically to benefit those who have been affected by wildfires, which anyone who's been paying attention to the news out here, 2018 was a terrible year for wildfires, 2019 pretty bad too. And also, you're a guy from the Valley where the borderline bar shooting happened so you knew people affected you've been to that bar before so you know basically this charity game was to collect funds and kind of just build up i guess camaraderie and just good vibes for all the people that have been affected by a lot of bad stuff up in the valley and around the la area yeah i mean obviously uh it's pretty well documented how hard it how hard hit everybody was last year and uh this year as well and borderline and uh, just being from the area we just figured it was kind of our responsibility you know having the platform that we do and being able to uh you know draw attention to it uh, and and benefit a great cause and it blew up and became what it is today we were able to raise i think we're close to about three million dollars now over the last two years which is amazing just to see the support not only locally but nationally and everybody that really got behind it and um you know took it upon themselves to give back to the community so who came out because if you guys did miss it, i was checking on instagram yeah. um and and saw the guests list, but tell everyone who came out because you had some pretty legit yeah. names we had some good names uh some people couldn't stay the whole time like adam sandler was there and he wanted to be a part of it and he had to go to a, an award show later but he came um did the red carpet so it up to everybody charlie sheen did the same thing uh we had mgk out there we had quinn cook from he was out there um who else was on my John team? Carlos yeah, John Carlos Stanton came through. John Carlos Stanton was out there. My team got smacked. We lost. Uh, <laughs> I think we lost 12, 12 to 4. Uh, but had, it was a good time. Yeah, Tiffany Cody, Haddish was out there. Bellinger was out there. Bellinger. Yeah. Jock Pearson hit a bomb. Yeah, he was on bronze team. Uh, he hit a bomb. Chris Backus, um, he won the, the MVP of the game. He hit two bombs, one from each side of the plate, just showing off. 
but uh, it was it was a great time. A Rod came through towards the end. Um, so star started fair. Yeah, Rob Lowe was out there. Um, it was a good time. I mean, so, so who low key has game? MGK was actually pretty good. Really, he was okay. having a good time. I think he got two hits and. Um, he was like the star of the show. He was he was he was entertaining everybody too as well. I think he even went up in the stands for a little bit. Okay, in like the third inning, he just took a time out and went up there, and uh, it was a good time. I mean, it's a really laid back, relaxed atmosphere. Um, you know, the game is obviously the game, but it's kind of secondary to everybody coming out there having a good time and just supporting a good cause. And uh, that's all we really wanted was everybody just to have have fun and enjoy themselves. What about Sandler? Because we've seen the clips of him balling. Yeah. Like we see those. He had that pass yeah. that made the rounds. Does Baller have any game? I'm so, I mean, the yeah. ball. Does Sandler have any game when it comes to softball? Yeah, he, he did all right last year. Uh, he, like I said, he didn't play this year, but um, he's one of those guys that's just the entertainment factor. Uh, people love him. He's just naturally hilarious, so everything he does is uh, um, awesome. And it was really just, you know, an honor to have him out there as a part of that, supporting the cause. Um, Jamie Foxx was out there last year, too. He was he was doing a great job. And uh, it's just cool to see, you know, all those people have such busy schedules and uh, for them to take time out of their day is is pretty cool to see because um, you know obviously the, the cause is near and dear to our hearts, but for them to uh, you know show an interest to it and, and take part is really cool. Is your phone still blown up though, or is it is it done now after all the all the management stuff you had to do and all the yeah. craziness of yesterday? Like you can actually chill today. It's starting to calm down. I mean, you got to send the, a couple thank you texts and make sure that uh, you know people are obviously you know saying that they had a great time. So you're getting back to them, but it's definitely not as crazy as yesterday. I had that thing on loud and really the the week leading up to it, you're on your phone basically all day from when you wake up to when you go to sleep just getting people to play, people having questions, trying to coordinate things, making sure that the event's going to go off without any hiccups and it gives you an appreciation for people that put on events uh, until you really do one yourself. You don't realize like you just usually show up, have a great time and then leave. You don't realize Yeah, whenever you have to manage to anything, it sucks. When you have to yeah. be the organizer and the one that's you know saying yes or no to people and dealing with all the details, mm-hmm. it absolutely sucks. You mm-hmm. should avoid those situations uh, as much as humanly possible. But yeah. I'm glad to hear that it actually went off without any issues or anything like I that. Did. But what was the highlight of of the event? I love. We had that flyover yesterday. I did see that yeah, Instagram flyover. Yeah. That was that was that was a big hit. I think everybody loved that, and they had it timed up perfect. And uh, it was it was really cool. It was a great way to start the day. And uh, if I had to pick a favorite moment, that would probably be it. But really, just the whole day in general, when you look back on it, it's really cool. Well, Christian, let me ask you this. What's the best baseball movie of all time? I mean, Major League is definitely up there. I like Bull Durham a lot because I feel like it's really accurate. It's more accurate than Major League, but I think yeah. Major League is more entertaining and just like funny to watch, right, yeah, you've to got, consume. Yeah, you've got Euchre and the whole deal there. Bull Durham is honestly like if you made a documentary about the minor leagues, it'd be fairly similar to that movie. Like it's a little bit dramatized for movie aspect but really not that much like I've, I watched that movie for the first time I was like I, I've lived this movie kind of lived Major League a little bit too at some points but <laughs> well, so did, you, did you know that a lot of Major League was filmed in Milwaukee yeah yeah and Would, then uh, obviously we, we I mean we got Euchre as, as our uh, one of our radio guys so still going yeah, he's he's still going, still doing it. Every now and then, we'll get him to do uh, a little bit of skits there in the in the locker room, and he's still a hilarious guy. That's amazing. Yeah, I you know being from Cleveland, I would have to say Major League number one, but I am biased. But also since I'm from Cleveland, I have to ask you, Baker Mayfield, good friend of yours. I'm a big Baker fan. I haven't given up. That's not where I'm going with this. But have you talked to him recently? How is he? 
you know, is, is he doing okay? I need to know. I need My fellow Browns fans need to know as we go into yet another transition period of this franchise. Yeah, I talked to him, I don't know, three days ago probably. Two, and he came to ago. last year's charity softball yeah, game. Yeah, he did, but yeah. he's, in, uh, he's in Texas right now. Um, he's got a place out there. And I, I just talked to him just, just basically to catch up after the season and, and that whole deal. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's doing well. Uh, and I got to meet him, I think, two years ago. I think we became friends as soon as they – finished playing the Rose Bowl out here they lost and he was starting to get ready to do all the uh combine prep and all that draft stuff and he came and trained and did all his working out uh at the same facility that I do uh it's a place called Proactive in, in Westlake and uh we became buddies we we're just in there at the same time really uh we we're doing different workouts but just being in there at the same time with each other and uh as athletes and competitors um you know you just give each other shit sometimes about whatever it may be and then <laughs> we kind of hit it off became buddies and and um yeah, that's that's kind of a wrap. He likes baseball, and we kind of just had that, you know, commonality there of, of sports, and um, you know, it seemed to be a friendship that people kind of took interest in for some reason. And well, I think Big is very much a lightning rod individual. Yeah, so. he is. He is, but he's a he's a great dude too. He cares about winning. He's really competitive. Um, you know, obviously says what's on his mind. That's pretty well documented. But he's a good dude. I've really enjoyed becoming friends with him, and. Um, I like getting to know people from other sports and just kind of pick their brains and their mindset about what makes them successful and what makes them tick. And uh, he's going to be really good in the NFL. I mean, obviously this year was uh, a little tough on those guys, but it's hard to succeed at that. You know, when you're when you're held to a championship caliber level where, you know, they had Super Bowl expectations, or at least in the media they did. They had crazy expectations, right. but we can at get into that's the a different they, story. They had, yeah. they had the hype of winning the Super Bowl, so when that's the standard, that's hard to live up to in, in really his first full season in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, you know, if that happened in the MLB, I mean, it, it, you're basically, set, unless you win the Super Bowl, you're set up for failure. Yeah. Um, there was growing pains there, but I think the talent and the tools are there, and he's still a young guy, and uh, I think they'll be just fine. So you talk about taking bits and pieces from other athletes, but, you know, from Baker, from other guys you train with, is is there something that Baker told you or something you kind of saw competing with him and training with him that you kind of taken or, you know, just some sort of mentality or, or piece of advice from an NFL player that you have taken to heart? Yeah, he's just ultra confident. That's, what I got from him is he's extremely confident in what he does. Like, he always thinks that you're going he's going to win he's going to come out on top you're going to find a way uh there's no doubt there like he just believes that you're going to win or he's going to succeed in, in some way and there's something to be said for that because a lot of athletics a lot of sports life really is just about believing it first before you actually go and do it and you can just tell that being around that kid for you know 15 minutes you can tell what he's about and uh that's what really stood out to me what about the other guys you train with up there in Westlake? I mean, who else has kind of rolled through there? You know, there's no telling who, who you're going to see in there. So just random uh, guys will show up at the training facility and you never have any idea who during the offseason may kind of roll through. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, guys that work out there, nobody really just will pop in. It's just, yeah, who who knows? I mean, Rodgers was in there once or twice. I mean, our offseason doesn't really overlap with, yeah, with it's the NFL. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. You'll see him towards the end, or guys actually on their bye week will come in, and a lot of them are out in this area, uh, or they just want to spend their bye week out in this area. So they'll get a couple workouts in, and you'll see them there. Um, but it's cool, man. And we got some baseball guys that work out up there. And just over the year, I've been, I've been at that place for 12 years, so I've seen – a lot of people come. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people come and go over the years and watch them really just grow and become what they are today. But 
it's like I said, it's cool interacting with with other athletes, and that was something that was cool about that, yeah. that softball game that we just did. We had a lot of those guys out there and gotten to know them and uh, just see them really in a different light. So you've been working out at that place for twelve years, which mm-hmm. means you were working out at that place as a teenager, as a kid, basically. Yeah, in high school. Yeah. So did you have any run-ins with like star players back then that had you starstruck and like you know it was a crazy interaction? Dwight Freeney was in there when he All was right. he was kind of doing it back in the day. Future um, Hall of Famer. He's gonna be in the Hall. Right, of Famer. Yeah, he was he was in there, and I was a high school kid when he was when he was in there. So I yeah. was kind of just staying <laughs> staying to myself. Um, it's funny Clay Matthews used to, he's been going there a long time we're probably the two guys that have been there the longest uh, and he's kind of fr- he's from that area too he went to high school out where I went to high school and um, seeing him he's just you know just Clay Matthews yeah. he's, he's also going to be a Hall of Famer yeah. but yeah I mean those guys are cool they've been some actors that rolled through there I remember seeing Jake Gyllenhaal in there one time training for a movie yeah he was training for I forgot what movie it was um boxing one right did he, he did a boxing movie yeah he did uh yeah, yeah. i know so you're talking he, about. yeah i think it was i think it was for that one i could be wrong but uh that was pretty cool he rolled up in a hat and like a pulled down hoodie and <laughs> like it was he was like rolling out in the room and so was i and then i was like i know this guy <laughs> he's like, hey what's up man jake and i was like that's who i was yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it was cool man I, i'm not really ever like super into like the whole um you know celebrity thing or whatever even though you're an LA guy though yeah I mean I I don't know maybe it's because you've just grown up with it and it's not like yeah, I don't know you just, just got, part of yeah, life yeah, out yeah, here you just gotten used to it yeah. and, and I think the more you meet guys like that the more you realize hey this guy's just a just a dude like yeah. he's obviously a really good guy and you, yeah. you judge people more by like how they are than what their status in the world is yeah you bring up rogers before and obviously you guys um have crossed paths and you know mm-hmm. certainly interesting kind of the dynamic between the two of you um i saw a sports center with you and neil uh, everett yeah. last week we're talking about the kind of whole beer incident with aaron being courtside but you know talk about you and aaron as two of the kind of biggest stars and there's another big star we'll talk about also mm-hmm. um in the milwaukee uh you know wisconsin's professional sports team but um you and aaron you guys have a cool relationship you guys go back and forth kind of keep tasking each other run into each other up around milwaukee and in wisconsin yeah i've gotten to know him a little bit better over the last the past year um you know he's been great for the state of wisconsin he's gonna be a a first ballot hall of famer that's not even a debate put on another show yesterday and uh he's a he's a great what what debate was that on yeah like how do you have that debate he's one of the greatest of all time yeah i mean you really you can't really debate it um he's been yeah he's just awesome man he's a, he's a really good dude and uh, i've enjoyed getting to know him got to work on the beer chugging you know he's got room for improvement in that area <laughs> but he's got the whole football thing down so we can't we can't hate on him too much i mean he was slightly dismissive of your beer chugging i know he said i had like a half of one so the story behind that was like i wasn't planning just to chug a half one it's kind of how it worked out i didn't have time to really refill it i was what i was just i had a beer at the game watching the basketball game and then they throw you up on the jumbotron and in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, you can't not chug your beer. You'll get booed out of the stadium. So, so that's the thing like, officially at Bucks games where I it's like if so. you guys, if yeah. one of you guys of notoriety is at the game and you have a beer in hand and they show you in the big screen, you basically now have to chug a beer. I think, I mean, I think it should be a rule. Okay. You it's know not, I mean? That, I think it's a good tradition. Rules. Yeah, it's yeah. a good tradition to start. I didn't start it. I'd say, you know, we can we can appoint Bakhtiari as the guy that really got that <laughs> rolling because he was pouring him down. Like, you couldn't pour that thing out on the ground faster than he was drinking He also was chugging like three beers at a time, yeah. though, so that's kind of like on a different level. Right. And so I didn't know if I could actually do it. And 
I mean, I, if me and you were sitting here right now, I, you know, it'd be a little bit easier. When you're in a stadium, I don't know, what, 30,000 people and yeah, they just you, throw you up on it? But at the same time, you're used to performing under pressure in front of yeah, 40, 50,000 people. I'm, that's something I'm good at. I don't know if I was good at chugging the beer right, or not. You touche, know what I mean? So touche. it's different. I had, there was definitely some adrenaline there. I was actually hurt at the time, so I wasn't even playing. So I was like, if I go chug this beer on a Jumbotron and I haven't played in a week kind of a bad look so i was like i guess i'm playing tomorrow now and yeah held it up kind of tried to play to the crowd a little bit so i was like man at least if i blow this right now hopefully i don't get booed if they you know and aaron gave you that like dismissive look where yeah like he was all, he told me like i chugged only half which is partially right but uh i got it down yeah um we talked about briefly you saw half of the packers game yesterday yeah and they took care of business mm-hmm. and they will be in san francisco for the nfc championship game so with your ties kind of you know i know you can check in on the packers but you grew up in la so mm-hmm. are you well who's your football team oh well, i'm definitely i guess i could say i'm a newfound packer fan the last, I, I, the last yeah, couple of years you, just because yeah, yeah, of the whole been, state thing yeah, and you, the cool thing about wisconsin is all the sports teams kind of root for each other and you get to know all the guys and all the teams and when everybody comes and supports when it's playoff time or throughout the season whatever but i mean growing up in la i didn't have we didn't have a football team out here my whole basically almost my whole life it's until, good yeah until recently uh, i always liked watching brady play i always respected um just how he went about it and just what it takes as being a, being an athlete you appreciate how hard it is to play at that level for that long and everything that you have to do to stay at that level the the sacrifice you have to make behind the scenes the preparation and then how hard it is to do so i really enjoy um watching him play that was always um you know my favorite football player and team uh growing up so you'll be tuned in obviously for the mm-hmm. nfc championship game and if the packers do make it to the super bowl will you be heading down to miami I might have to. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, I might have to, honestly. Um, I'm trying to see if I can make it work because I'm supposed to do some stuff out there. You got to uh, clear the schedule for that, though. If the yeah, Packers anyway. get into a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers at age 36, mm-hmm. like, you got to find a way to get down to Miami for that. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, it's just, I think it has to happen. And they're going for some redemption in San Francisco. That you know, too. They got beat up pretty good earlier this year. That so. too, yeah. You know, I actually like their chances in that because that's kind of how it works, right? I mean, you get dominated earlier in the season. Yeah. Usually, usually those teams come back and win when it, you know, it's tough to be around. I mean yeah it's obviously a different dynamic in baseball for you guys where you're playing right. your division rivals or other teams multiple times per season but in football it's tough to beat a team two times in a season right you make adjustments and yeah there's only so many game plans that you can have yeah and, and you guys, I guess we'll see here something needs to days. change yeah, we're gonna see a couple around. days yeah. I mean um I think for them, like they just got off to a bad start that game. Like they didn't kind of just it snowballed from there. So if they can, sometimes you have a bad day, you know. Yeah, and we can, we, yeah, yeah, we saw that with the Ravens and some other teams right. so far in the NFL playoffs. Um, the other superstar we need to bring up in Milwaukee that you're crossing paths with is Giannis. Mm-hmm. So I know you had that picture on Instagram of you talking to him in the tunnel. Was that the first time you guys met, or have you guys? Yeah, had no, that was actually the first time. Yeah. First time I met. It was after. I think it was after they beat the Celtics to advance in the playoffs. Um, I actually like that hallway. It's just a cool picture. Yeah. The hallway picture and, and all that. There's no that. one in there. Just the two of you guys yeah, are chilling. Yeah, just the two of us. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like well after two the game. Two MVPs too. talking, just yeah, chatting up. It yeah. was like an hour, hour and a half after the game finished up. And I um, just got to know him a little bit. Wanted to, to meet him. We both knew of each other but hadn't actually officially met. And he's awesome, man. He's just all about basketball and, and winning and cares about the right things and that's what I took from from that conversation. He's obviously really fun to watch play. Uh, just been dominating, and he seems to be getting better and wants to get better. And 
you know you root for good people and he's also he's a great player but also a great person yeah i mean getting to watch him courtside um you know it's unbelievable right it's unbe- yeah. i mean i you know when i go cover games for the bucks you know we don't have i don't get to sit quite as close as you do so describe for people what it's like to see a seven footer like him just operate and dominate guys in ways that basically he's basically so dominant now that he's going to be close to like shack level dominance mm-hmm. what we saw 20 years ago so mm-hmm. describe what it's like to watch him from courtside yeah you get a good appreciation courtside for what it is i mean how fast the game moves how explosive athletic those guys really are especially somebody like him where like you watch him and you're like myself the first thing that went through my mind was like i'd be able to hold on to the basket just hold on to the basketball for five seconds tops maybe in the, in this game and just for those guys like he it honestly seems like you're unguardable like if you really want to take it to the basket there's really he can do whatever you yeah, want there's not much you can really do about it i mean maybe you hope for like a charge or something but that's, <laughs> you want to take a charge from no, him i now? don't yeah. that's like the only way you can stop it so um it's just been it's been unbelievable he started shooting more this year and uh, once that once that starts to come around, I don't mean if your guess can, is as good as mine. Yeah, how to stop him? If he can be a competent three point shooter, like he's literally going to be unstoppable. Right. You know, if he can get to thirty five, if he ever gets to forty percent shooting from three, I mean, forget about it. It's over and done with. Like you can't. There's no way to stop him. But right now, the numbers he's put up and the way he's been so dominant in the paint, like you haven't seen someone that unstoppable essentially since Shaq. Like right. you can't. He can get around the rim and do whatever he wants in any manner or fashion. Mm-hmm. And then you add in the outside game. It's like he can be the most dynamic offensive player we've seen in like a couple of generations right and he's playing Milwaukee, like which is crazy yeah, right i mean lebron ish too but he's he's taller than taller than lebron yeah lankier um he can he can jump he can do it all he can play defense yeah. cares about defense and i think the guys on the team really just bought into that where you know your leaders going out and balling every night and you just want to you want to follow that and they got a good thing going up there and um you know they're my pick i mean i'm a little biased but they're my pick they're my pick to go to the finals and give you know whoever comes out of the west a run for their money were you a lakers fan growing up yeah i was i kobe there's the whole kobe shack era when i was really young getting into sports and basketball it was a fun you just didn't really i don't think appreciated it because you're like oh yeah like this the lakers they yeah. win every what year they, what's they, win, they win every year and uh that's just what happens uh but yeah, and when the older I got and watching Kobe there towards the end, you got an appreciation for what you actually watched as a kid. Um, you know, instead of just taking it for granted of them throwing alley oops to each other and just basically playing a pickup game out there in, yeah. in, in the NBA Finals. But I asked for your Lakers fan um, if you were just out of curiosity because you kind of talk about adopting the Packers as your football mm-hmm. team. So have you kind of adopted? I guess so the Bucks your Eastern Conference team and the Lakers yeah. your Western I mean, Conference team. So the thing about making it in pro sports is like you're just your view of your your sports fandom just be it's different now than when you were a kid i don't know why that is and i talk to my buddies about that all the time where yeah you still you still have rooting interest in teams but it's different because you're like friends with guys on teams now and as a kid you never were you kind of had this objective view as as a fan and uh had a rooting interest and and didn't really think of it other than that so it's been weird for me but yeah i guess i'd say that's that's the case i'd uh the bucks are my adopted team they'd be my eastern conference team and then we'll see if i have to make a tough decision here in uh, a couple months you may have to at some yeah. point yeah um and then did you see the video of Giannis taking swings at yankee stadium 
I did. <laughs> Let's I did. dissect that baseball swing yeah. for a hot second. We're gonna need to come in. We're gonna need to come in. Has in he the been? Has he been to the field it. with you guys? Like he at hasn't, all? He hasn't. He hasn't come down in the cage and done that whole deal. He's been to some games, yeah. but uh, he hasn't come and done. But we're gonna need to get him out there and work on that. And uh, everybody loves a comeback story, though. You know? Yeah. What I mean, so I mean again, for someone so gifted athletically, I mean, I get that. Obviously, where he grew up in Greece, mm-hmm. um, they don't have baseball. Not, yeah, yeah you're not, not swinging a bat with anything like it's not Dominican Republic. It's not some other areas of the of the world where you know it. That's ingrained in the culture. There's no baseball in Greece, so no. I get that he wouldn't have the swing. But I guess for such a gifted athlete, sometimes you expect these guys to have some fluidity or some sort of like hand-eye coordination. And Giannis was a bit of a struggle in the tunnel at Yankee Stadium, yeah. swinging at those baseballs. It's a common thing though in baseball when guys from other sports come in and try and do that. Every now and then, there's a guy like OBJ was. Pretty, yeah, well, like OBJ is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I've heard Edelman's pretty good when he comes out to places. There's guys that can hold their own, but. When guys come and take BP, it's usually a pretty humbling experience. And, <laughs> uh, they don't ever really. It usually goes the way it did for uh, for Giannis. Has anyone shown up to the field and surprised you with their ability to crush a baseball? Um, none that I've seen in person. I think the one I was impressed with was OBJ. Yeah, I thought that was that was impressive. Legitimately hit, hitting balls out of Yankee Stadium. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's like actual batting practice and clearing the regular dimensions and and that. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today whole deal i don't think i've ever seen it no one that i've been a part of we've had guys come out and take bp but nobody that i was like oh, okay like, yeah this this might play like you might you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no one who showed off low-key skills that you wouldn't expect and like, right. no, you wouldn't, like uh, looking at it like all right well you know if we threw you in there tonight you'd be able to yeah. maybe survive we well, gotta get Giannis in the cage at some point because again with his arms and his length if he connects I mean Jesus Christ the ball's gonna sail forever yeah he definitely like, has the levers to do it yeah. yeah I mean the power that he could put behind a baseball is like stupefying right um, but we talk about Rodgers we talk about uh, Giannis and mm-hmm. I'm bringing up this question for Chops right now who again we're having some technical difficulties and that's why Chops isn't on with us but he polled some people on Twitter last night and asked this question to Milwaukee fans and it was extend trade or cut he's putting you Giannis and Rogers <laughs> in that scenario who are you going to extend who are you going to trade and who are you going to cut out of those three guys oh man you're going to put me on the spot here <laughs> <laughs> we put you on the spot because of Twitter you're going to get me run out of Wisconsin well if you want to go by the here. ages we can, do, we can yeah. do this by age and who's most closest to the end of their career but yes extend trade cut you Aaron oh. Rodgers and Giannis. Oh, who do is we this have thing back on? Right is now? this thing on? Look at yes. Oh, oh look yeah, who's back. Perfect. Technical per- difficulty. Perfect timing, chops. Perfect timing. Yo. So okay, if I cut out again, whatever. We're having technical difficulties. So I had this idea last night. I was like, 
Milwaukee is a town where you got it's like three main guys. So I was like three superstars right three now. superstars yes and you don't often see that in a city where you see three distinct superstars in three different sports so i was like there's gotta be milwaukee people on twitter that follow me so i tweeted it out and i had about 15 to 20 people dm me i'm gonna wait i'm gonna let you answer and then i'm gonna tell you the results like the average of what people say the results right now <laughs> that make, make it so much easier i have to answer i mean I don't know, man. Listen, I, just, I, can, I can see the headline right now. <laughs> Yelich says he'd cut Rodgers. Aaron's 36, so just cut <laughs> right, the old guy. Yeah, just right. get rid of the old guy. I can see that, and that's not the case. Uh, you know, our guy's got to go win a Super Bowl here first, but <laughs> I don't know. The the, the extending the trade one is, is hard. I mean, I love my time there, so I'll volunteer for the extension. But um, <laughs> Well, you could be eligible for a $300 million contract in a few years. We can talk about that later on. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, yeah. yeah it's, it's funny because Milwaukee is like a pretty small market. For those of people who haven't been there, the city is not exactly particularly Not big. Adam, don't let him off the hook. We need to hear this answer. It's a I'm, not, I'm not letting him off the though. hook yet. I'm not letting him off the hook yet. I'm just getting to the thing. It's like, yeah, Milwaukee's got this awesome set of superstars that I don't, I don't think the city's ever had before. Mm-hmm. But that's a tough, damn question. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're asking it's me. A bad, it's a bad question. <laughs> he just said bad. <laughs> but you're going to extend yourself because you want the yeah. money. Number one, I get and that. And I like being there. I really, it's such a cool sports town as far as there's how much they support the sports teams there and the passion and as a player it makes it fun to play there and you care about performing well and you realize the performance of the team affects people's lives and how much you know they how they go about their day and uh they're genuinely happy when you go on those playoff runs and uh make some noise in the playoffs so i it's not, i'm not just saying that to get off the hook like i would i i generally enjoy playing there that much whether it works out or not we'll see but um I'll volunteer for that one. Can we flip a <laughs> Can we flip a coin for uh, who to trade and cut between uh, Giannis and Rogers? Well, and see how that one goes out. I mean, I'll just Giannis would if you traded somebody. I mean, Giannis would get a bigger return. So I'll I'll just say that as just an observer outside the city. That's all I yeah, would say. Yeah, but you can't trade him. You can't trade him though. He's like the best basketball player. in yeah, the Yeah, but world. you can't That's, trade him right now because he's only making twenty five million dollars a season, yeah. and your return for him would be like historical sure. like you have an MVP right now if you traded him to some team say this actually was like legitimate like the haul that you would get back would be even better than what you know the Clippers got for, for Paul George should yeah. I tell you like it would be a historical return who should you trade him to that even everyone would trade for him though everyone if I mean, yeah. available everyone would be yeah, calling yeah, the Bucks yeah. right now but who do you who could you even get back that would justify the return like even if it's like a massive overpay is it still even I mean, still even fair. You'd have to get every number one for a decade, which isn't even fair. You can't even do that. It's not even like it's against the rules. And then, like you know, some like burgeoning superstars, a few of them. Yeah, it's like I don't even know if there's a team in the league that even has that. It's like the eighty hall that would even be willing to trade it because teams like I don't know. It's a tough question. It's like the eighty hall, but like times ten. Like with the Pelicans, that and even that was a huge. Yeah, huge return. But it'd have to be better because AD was never and never been an MVP. Right. Yeah. And exactly. Giannis for and what his ceiling one. is. Yeah. Rainy and his ceiling right now. It'd be it'd be like a Herschel Walker level, you know, deal yeah. that the Cowboys and Vikings made years mm-hmm. and years and years ago. So let so let, let, let me know. Yeah. Let me so give you the consensus. You can't trade him. He's it's a mind boggling yeah. hypothetical. Let me give you the consensus because it shocked me kind of. I'll just say the people who I talk to, Christian, they love you. So there you go. There you we got go. The love you 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 got. An overwhelming amount of extend. You know who got cut? Rodgers. Like it was like Rod- overwhelming. Rodgers got cut. Yeah, he's thirty six. I think. Yeah, but he's got to win. I guess if you know, after the season, after, after, the after season, one more yeah, Super Bowl run, then you can cut him. But cut him. That's I, a hard way to go. I w- I thought that like the playoff win would have like swayed some people, but no, they were just like nah, yeah, out of there. 
I admire the foresight oh, yeah. of Milwaukee fans that are like, you know, let's get rid of the old guy oh, right yeah. now while we can. Well, I yeah. appreciate the love, then. Yeah, no, seriously, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you. Straight up, people were like, extend yellow. Yeah, I, was like, I just wow. saw the headlines as soon as that question got asked. <laughs> I just saw the, I saw the headlines going wild on the, on yeah. the papers and on the internet. Well, you know, we, we like to have some fun over here. You know, it's complex. Oh yeah, no, it's, it, was, it was, it was a great question. I, I liked it. We had to try. I think we, uh, we, we did it good though. We, we had like a genuine. It, it conversation it, about it and yeah that legit early. legit breakdown it's of like a hard one outs. though i mean it's hard no that's a it's a hard one because i mean there's no right or wrong answer there yeah yeah no it and, and i love i love how you point out like how passionate milwaukee fans are because like are, na- yeah like na- like national scale they probably like the city doesn't probably get talked about as enough but it, it it really is one of those cities where like they live and die by the sports fans type thing 100 mm-hmm. percent you said we were a month away from kind of reporting or roughly kind of yeah, getting over to spring five, training. Five-ish weeks. So what is the last like month? Is it, I'm obviously still gearing up doing the workouts, but like you're still seeing your people, still trying to have some fun before stuff really gears up for you? Yeah, and really just getting everything in order for spring. Mean, by this point, it's going to be, I think, probably my 10th spring training. So you kind of, you have the routine down now of just what you need, what your body needs, um, just getting it rolling again, getting ready to you know, do a 162 game season. Uh, and it's nice to have the routine. And I remember going to my first one, just panicked, like not knowing what to do. And it just seems so chaotic and you don't know what to expect. And then by the time now it's like, yeah, it's just no big deal. You just get ready to roll and get in the routine. I mean, the, the hardest thing about spring is it's, they're just really long days and it's every day and uh, you're getting ready for the season. It becomes monotonous sometimes towards the middle. There's a little bit of a lull that you got to make sure that you don't fall into. Uh, and you want to just kind of keep that edge going into the season. And at least for us now, the season starts a little bit earlier. It starts end of March instead of, you know, the first week of April. So that's nice. It kind of, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, one less yeah, week of the right, nonsense. Right. And then you get out of there a little bit early. You play a couple of exhibition games before the season starts. And it's easier now. They got it down um, better now, I think, than they ever have. I think the dominant thing for baseball, unfortunately, in the offseason has been the whole cheating scandals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you've been kind of keeping tabs on that. Um, but first and foremost, everyone cheats in baseball in some way, shape, and form. Like, cheating mm. is relative. Essentially, though, it's inherent in the culture of baseball. Not like that, though. Not like, I'm, not, I'm not saying like... I don't... We, we technically don't know what happened yet. Yeah, the official report know, hasn't so come out. Everything that they've alleged, no. I would say that they, they that's not common. Um, I guess we'll see what ends up happening i think probably maybe this week we'll find out but that's not really common i mean no that using video and banging on trash cans is obviously taken to a different level and right. what the astros did in 2017 obviously not ideal and not what you should be doing and there's allegations of the ash oh, not the astros the red sox with what they did with apple watches or whatever and some other teams maybe be involved too and when mlb is done with their investigation we'll find out but if they're found to be guilty like what's the proper punishment for that i try to think of what it could be yeah, I, I, I failed to come up with something because it's new there's no you there's can't take away their title of. yeah you, no you can't do that I don't know what I mean I guess we're going to see it's kind of unprecedented you know what I mean basically what it's going to lead to now though is like rival fan bases and fans just pointing the finger at at each other you know what I mean and that's that's what happens even players and it's just that's where you go down like a slippery slope and it's not good for the game so I really do think it's going to be a harsh punishment if everything that they alleged actually went down we'll see um but yeah, you you just want a fair playing field, you know. If you lose, you lose. You, we, you can live with that as a player. If you feel like you kind of got uh, cheated out of something, then it's probably hard to live with. Especially um, you know if you're on the Dodgers and 
you lost to those two teams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be a little harder to, yeah. you know, to harder to swallow if you played on those teams. But we'll see how it turns out. And you know, there's gamesmanship in baseball. You know, if you get to second base and you try, you pick up the the sign sequence from the catcher, then sure, that's fine. That's been going on for that's, that's, that's been going on for hundred twenty. Cheating. Years. I'm talking about beating right, parents on the even, culture. That's not even cheating. That's just gamesmanship. True. And, you know, um, I wouldn't call that cheating because you're not using technology you but know, there's you also have it pulled up on a live feed on the video screen and you're relaying it without actually having to use any any skill or any uh you know mental savvy to to get an edge then that's a different story but there's also cheating in regards where it's like you know pitchers on cold nights can get away with having pine tar yeah. if you do it strategically in certain spots right. and you're smart about it that's technically cheating but that's been inherited in the culture for a hundred years now right yeah that, that's just that happens all the time i mean, think guys even consider that at least baseball it's guys. Not, it's not egregious cheating. Yeah, baseball players don't even, I didn't, hitters don't even care if pitchers do that. They'd rather them have a grip on the baseball and not hit you, you in the head with it. Right. <laughs> That's so, a good point. You know yeah. what I mean? If you got to put a little something, something on your on your hand to, you know, not ear hole me, then, then sweet. You're all, all for by that? By all means, buddy, go ahead. You know <laughs> You're I mean? all for that. And guys know that it happens and you just don't even say anything. If you said something like to the umpire, like, hey, this guy's, because they do it, like they go to their hat or their glove or belt or, yeah. um, a lot of the time or guys just don't even care They're like, yeah, whatever you know there's bigger yeah. things to worry about both teams pitchers are probably doing it so um that's that's one thing this is like a whole nother you know what i mean and we'll see how it we'll see how it turns out it's i said the biggest fall i think from it it's going to be fan bases pointing figure, fingers at each other's teams or alleging that other teams cheat and I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know how widespread it really is, or to that extent. I mean, no team that I've ever been on is. I've only played on two teams, so I can't really. It's not like I've played on ten. Yeah. But we've never had anything. Like but I that. mean, you know, you're you're friends with guys in other teams, mm-hmm. and you know, Bellinger. I know you your boys yeah. with and stuff like that. And obviously, the Dodgers got fucked over more than any team mm-hmm. because of this cheating stuff. So it's like, are there other guys who have been affected by it much more outraged and kind of want? I guess blood for lack of a better term to I come think guys down. are kind of they all have the stance that I do of like let's wait and see yeah. what happened and what punishments are levied and wait till they basically tell you everything that happened because it's been a pretty thorough in-depth investigation and they're going to find out everything that happened so I guess we'll have to reserve judgment I probably, we're probably doing this another a week or two too early yeah but yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see what comes of it um, you spent some time in Miami and it came down that D Wade is going to have a three-day Jersey retirement mm-hmm. ceremony. Is that excessive? Is that appropriate? Give us a rundown of of the proper dues that D Wade should be getting from the Heat. I mean, if he's cool with that, then it's cool. <laughs> then it's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. If, if he's if he's on board with it, then you have to just because of what he did for Miami, the kind of player he was, the career he had. I was down there when they were winning some of their championships and. The city was electric, and um, I think it's still called what American Airlines Arena. Yeah, yeah, that place was was going off, and uh, it was cool. Man, he was a big part of that, and he still loved down there in that city. That if you know three day retirement ceremony, by all means, go ahead. I mean, he is Mister Heat. Like, yeah. I mean, he is he is the organization, the franchise. Like, he is the number one player of all time. I get that. When it came down, it seems kind of excessive, but then again, the Heat also retired Michael Jordan's number. Right. So it's like, so, I mean, you know, in, in the Miami, things, it's Miami, man. Everything's yeah. excessive. It's down all there, about so. a party. Right, like right. over the topness so like it kind of it yeah. kind of fits in any with the excuse for a party down there so I mean it's like I said if he's cool with it then I'm cool with it yeah and uh, you know I think the third day it'll probably be a little it'll, it'll kind of be winding down a little bit that third day but hey man it is what it is everything that he did for that 
organization and city I and mean, he definitely deserves it yeah a million percent so he's a legend he can have yeah. what he wants and yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna bust his balls no. too much over a three-day ceremony so right. um christian million percent want to thank you for coming through and obviously again guys check out you can go on instagram you have a bunch of stuff posted mm-hmm. california strong has yeah. its own kind of instagram feed check out what he did because really awesome helped out a lot of people out here in la and it's something i think you guys want to keep doing for the years ahead right yeah we're gonna keep it around i don't know if we're gonna do the softball game every year we'll see um what would you switch it up to we don't know i mean there's a, there's so many options options that you can do it'd still be a lot of fun still be benefiting a great cause i mean it's hard to say now because we're you know not even 24 hours removed from the last softball game but we're going to keep it around do something because of how many people it's helped how big it's become and uh something that we actually really enjoy doing yeah all right well thank you again for rolling through guys again california strong softball charity game christian and a bunch of awesome guys came together on sunday here in la to raise a lot of money i mm-hmm. think money you're surprised at how much money you guys have raised yeah um for some awesome cause to have a bunch of people but uh for the 2018 national league mvp christian yelich of the milwaukee brewers thank you for rolling through you can catch him obviously coming up on a screen near you if you're a baseball fan in a few short months and definitely have to have you roll through again and talk more basketball Absolutely. baseball and everything definitely. so yeah thanks for having me thank you christian christian yelich was just in the building fucking phenomenal guest uh, as we mentioned in the intro, technical difficulties. So I was barely on that uh, interview, but you know, you held it down tremendously. Yes. And barely, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't like the cleanest, smoothest episode we've ever had. But yeah, Christian was a trooper. So appreciate him being chill um, throughout the entire interview. And uh, yes, your your question, Chops, one that you posed um, originally about the extend, cut, and trade was phenomenal. And I thought a really fun uh, one to ask in the way that he answered. Um, that's that's a new segment on the show. We're, <laughs> it's we're, we're be implementing. Man, that was a great one but he answered judiciously but I think um, um, still honestly and, and that was a really good one to ask him so yeah Christian was cool to come through I have an idea of who he would pick for this weekend's NFC Championship game um, and right. if I'm picking right now if we're going to talk about it I think I'd probably be taking the Packers getting seven and a half points as well seven and a half points Packers how are you, how are you not going to take seven and a half points in the championship game that 49ers team is really really good yeah, it's very good. I mean, but they looked, they make Kirk Cousins, who, again, it's Kirk Cousins, look different and, and pedestrian. And I don't necessarily anticipate them doing that again to the Packers. And what, the first time out, they kind of embarrassed the Packers a little bit? The Packers got embarrassed as earlier in the season. As Yelich said, because uh, I heard this part of the interview, sometimes when you lose in the regular season and you come back in the playoffs, it's a different story. I I don't know. I think I'm going to go with it. I think I'm taking the 49ers. So the, when did you become a 49ers, uh, you know, because uh, bandwagon uh, joiner? Because be, you were so anti-49ers throughout the entire season. I was, but I've lost so much money betting against them that I'm done. Like, I, I, I have to jump on board. I tried so now to, you're going to join it. All right, so now you're going to join a bandwagon right now where 71% of the money is coming in on the 49ers. I'm not fading the public anymore. Fading the public doesn't work. I did it all weekend. I lost yeah, every bet. Do you know how good the road dogs have been this year in the NFL? Not this weekend, not this past weekend. Well, yeah, I mean, this past weekend, an aberration. But oh, like, yeah, an aberration. Part, the road dogs have cashed in heavily. Not when the two best teams are... are the Chiefs are going to cover, and the 49ers are going to cover. Both win straight up, obviously. So the Chiefs are 7.5-point favorites also against the Titans. And they're going to cover that. Uh, yes. I mean... Uh, again, seven and a half points is a lot in these scenarios. It's not, it's though. You, you said ten points was a lot for... Uh, uh, the Texans. Well, had that look in the first in the first you know seventeen minutes of the game. <laughs> well, what happened next? <laughs> I mean, they stopped playing defense. So you I don't know, have to tell you that. You now. know, I bet the under in that game. It was <laughs> bust by the second quarter. Uh, I mean, the the Chiefs took care of the total themselves. 
The total for that game was what fifty one points. Yeah, they took care yeah, of they it. They pushed it on their own. Yeah, so it's like I mean that game, that game was crazy for a million different reasons. And I was, it's funny because like, you know, when Bill O'Brien didn't go for that fourth and one, didn't go for it on fourth and one, kick the field goal. I Lost said to the myself, game. as I, as I'm sure a lot of people did too, if the Texans get up twenty eight to nothing, this game's over with. How do you? And how do you? How do you? How do you not? Go for it there, but then do the fake punt on your own forty. Yeah, it's it's highly suspect, and he's going to get criticized for it um, for until next season. Like, I mean, that was a as really, really weird decision making. And Bill O'Brien has done this a few different times in this past. Like, he's been a little shaky with his decisions. So, yeah, I highly suspect and kind of tough to rationale the way he did it. But I legitimately thought watching that game that if Houston got up twenty eight nothing. That that was it, and well, even if they did get up twenty-eight, nothing, it would have proved to have been you know nothing. It would have been fine. I mean, the Texans, like Bill O'Brien said, had to score fifty-plus points, and they didn't come close to that. And the Texans' defense was fucking atrocious. They were Swiss cheese. They were sieve. They were absolutely horrible. So it wouldn't have mattered no matter what. I mean, they could have gotten up thirty-five, nothing. They still probably would have lost. Yeah, I mean, it it was a crazy game. I I realized that. Everybody thinks the Titans' magic might continue, but I think it's over. I think the Chiefs are just such a better team. They're playing at home. Eventually, Ryan Tannehill is going to return to being Ryan Tannehill, and that's why I think the Chiefs win big on Sunday. I think the 49ers cover on Sunday. Uh, I think we get Chiefs 49ers, which is would be a fantastic Super Bowl. I think we'd well, yeah, all agree two, on that. I mean, the two number one seeds going against each other, yeah, it's a good Super Bowl for sure. Um, no, Chiefs aren't the one bases. seed. Ravens were the one seed. It'd be oh, one yeah, and you're two. Right. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Scratch that. So what? Well, yeah. one seed and two seed, so two powerhouses. Yeah, we'll be a good Super Bowl. I mean, can we talk about how Drake cursed the Ravens? What's that? Drake cursed the Ravens. Can we talk about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the as I tweeted on Saturday night. The only sure thing in sports these days is the Drake curse, which had a which had a spring off when the Raptors won. But other than that, every time Drake has graced some team with with uh, they lose. encouragement they lose. or support, they're guaranteed to embarrass themselves, choke, or lose like dogs. It works like clockwork. It is absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah, and they did get embarrassed. That was a thorough ass-kicking on Saturday night. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I think John Fox and ESPN did a good job with it on Saturday night um, when they were doing the NFL Rewind, and he kind of just said that, the Ravens picked a bad day to have a bad day because I don't think you can pinpoint one thing that that cost them the game. They were just bad all over the place with Lamar missing passes, drop balls, just poor execution offensively. You know, defensively, obviously couldn't do anything with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill didn't lose the game for them. Derrick Henry ran roughshod and the Ravens looked pedestrian. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So those are our picks this week. Uh, I think so. We're going against each other on both of them. I'm taking both favorites to cover. You're going the other way. I listen. I took dogs all season long, especially road dogs. And when you're getting a touchdown in the hook, I can't. I can't pass that up. And right now, a shit ton of people are backing the 49ers. I think it's like 79 percent of the money, um, or in the 70s, is on the on the 49ers. And as I always say, when that's the case, you got to go the other way. You got to take the points. You have to take the team that's getting less support. And if only 29 percent of the money is coming in the Packers. I will put money and put my support behind Green Bay because generally the public's wrong. And well, if the public's going to be flooding the 49ers, I'm more than happy doing the exact opposite. I look forward to you donating your money to wherever that is going because you are going to lose. To an uh, illegal enterprise? Yeah. I am counting. I'm calling it right now. You're going 0 for 2. I'm going 2 for 0. I'd put side action on that, buddy. I mean, I went 1 for f- uh, one for 3 this past week. Yeah. So, I mean, something's going to change. You did. You did. 
I feel bad for any poor schlub that listened to your advice and put well, their. You no, know, sometimes put, every once in a while you have a bad weekend, but for the season, as noted before, oh god, I I left you in the black. So well, what happened with the straight back. up picks? I don't give a shit about the straight up picks because eh, you're not a true winner. Uh, no, it's it takes way more skill, pal, to nail the against the spread picks, which is what I give a shit about. Let's uh, let's also mention before we get out of here that uh, because of the day it was, the Astros punishment. The only time that we would talk about that is if we have a baseball guy on, and of course we had Yelich on, and the Astros punishment broke five minutes after he left the building. <laughs> so he gets out of the building, and I get back to my and I get back to my seat, and then you hit me up like, "Look what just dropped!" And AJ Hinch and, and the Astros GM have been suspended for an entire year after both those guys heavily defended the fact that the Astros were not, you know, guilty of doing anything in illegal. So just, the irony of literally just five that kind of day things get wrapped up. It was that, yeah, exactly. The the perfect way of putting it. It was just one of those days where nothing went right for us. Yeah. But, you know, you thank know what? you for Christopher coming through. You know what? We appreciate everybody rocking with us, you know, uh, as we move through 2020. Super Bowl coming up, All-Star Weekend, uh, Wilder Fury. A lot, lot on the horizon that we're excited about, that we're going to be talking about. Make sure you subscribe to the Load Management Podcast anywhere you listen to us. Make sure you rate it. Give us those five stars. It means a lot to us. You know, we really we really want that validation because we're, uh, we're shallow and, you know, that's how we get through the day and you know always listen to us you know we appreciate everybody uh we're here for you guys so hit us with any complaints uh well actually hit adam with complaints hit me with all praise that's how we'll do that and you know what uh thank you for listening another week uh we'll hit you guys next week with another episode of the load management podcast uh adam see i'll talk to you later yeah and should we wish young zion a happy birthday yeah young zion uh is sick uh he's usually with us but uh, I think he maybe partied too hard. You know, uh, it was his birthday over the weekend. So happy birthday yeah, to he, young Zion. He turned 24. I'm sure he had a Duke-themed birthday cake. So. Uh, yeah, it was just had Coach K's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> so feliz cumpleaños to young Zion. Yeah. 24 years young. Yeah, on that note, we'll see you guys later. Special thanks to our producers, Alejandro DeJesus and Jasmine Plata and Josh Dowd out in L.A. Sound engineering done by Craig Clayton. Mixing done by Jasmine. Special shout out to our man, Damian Scott, editor-in-chief of Complex. None of this would be possible without him. And always remember that the Load Management Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.